Last time on Improv Tabletop, we followed our celebrity heroes, Kermit the Frog, Ian McKellen, and Owen Wilson, as they were backstage behind Taika's Fun Punch Club, the world's greatest entertainment corporation that pits celebrities against each other for the entertainment of the masses. We started with Kermit and Miss Piggy beginning their tag team against Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street, and in a wonderful display of athleticism, they defeated the Sesame Street characters easily and they were sent down below the pit into the abyss and so our heroes started thinking about like what's down there and they didn't have to wonder for long because pretty soon elijah wood called to ian mckellen from beneath the craft services table and let him know that there's weird stuff going on down there there's all of these pods that have people's names on them but everybody had managed to escape and they were planning on trying to do some sort of rebellion against Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi. I've, I've been having some questions about the pronunciation because I've heard him pronounce his own name both ways. But for the sake of consistency, they're going to try and throw a rebellion against Taika Waititi. Elijah was like, all right, we got to get back down there. And Gandalf was like, okay, I'm going to attack these guards. Boom! They knocked them out with the help of Zach Galifianakis and Judy Dench, and they all went down into the pit. And what did they find when they arrived? Let's find out here in the world of Tyka's Fun Punch Club. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Evan Peterson. I'm just happy to be here. McKenna Steele, I'm a gummy bear. Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and my socks may or may not be matching. My socks do not exist. I have officially not worn socks for over a year. Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) You know, Albert Einstein didn't wear socks and we share the same birthday. What does that tell you about me? (laughs) Well, I share the same birthday as Sandra Bullock, so what does that tell you about me? I share the same birthday as Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I share it with Leonardo DiCaprio and James Bond, the actual fictional character. Oh, wow. We've got some good birthdays here. Yeah, we do. We do have some fantastic birthdays. Now I just need to find a way to force Evan to rap in one of these episodes. Speaking of Lin-Manuel Miranda's birthday, when this episode drops, everyone, you will be three days late to wishing him a happy birthday, so tweet at him now. (laughs) Joke's on you. I'm going to his birthday party. (laughs) Just kidding. I wish. But also, speaking of Lin-Manuel Miranda, have y'all seen Encanto? Oh, yeah. Because, my new favorite movie. Anyways, I should have saved that for plugs. Dang it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the plugs later, but for now, we got some chasms and some pits to explore. As you guys fall down, down into this abyss, you see that door close back up above you and you are plunged into darkness and there's only kind of this sickly green glow coming up from beneath. And Elijah Wood pulls out his rope that he made from all of the costumes and he kind of lassoes you all up and he snags the rope onto like a hook, a spur of rock coming out of the wall to slow your descent. And as you make it down to the bottom, you can see this massive scientific facility. It's got kind of a Metroid-esque sort of feel. They've got like all of those experimentation chambers with these glass cylinders. 
and you can see that all of the cylinders, except for, I think there would only be six left at this point, have been cracked open and each one has a name over the top of it. The ones that have not yet been cracked open bear the names of all of the contestants who hadn't yet been eliminated in Taika's Fun Punch Club. So you each see a cylinder with your name written up above it. But you can see that bathed in the sickly kind of nauseating green light coming from these pods, is a card table set up in the center and there's a few celebrities sitting around it like playing Texas Hold'em. Over to the side, there's like a couch where some other celebrities are and they've got a smash tournament going on. They've just kind of set up this sort of new life for themselves down here in this weird subterranean dimension. But as Elijah Wood drops down with all of you, they all pause and turn to look at you as you enter in. I get up and I stand up and I look around the room and be like, so? This is the age of celebrities fighting for freedom. You don't look like much, but what can you do to aid us in our quest? And the celebrities have like stood up by this point and they're watching you and they kind of part ways for a single figure to step forward. And as Elijah had mentioned last time, the first person to break out of these chambers was Harrison Ford and he walks forward. He's got the Han Solo vest and the Indiana Jones hat, the best of both worlds. And he approaches and he's like, Sir Ian, I've been watching you on the stage for years, but it's an honor to finally meet you in person. You too, my boy, Mr. Jones, Dr. Jones, if I should be correct, and I've seen some of your films. They are beautiful. Yes, I mean, you can you can cut out with, like, the niceties. I'm just Harrison. And he gives you a big old hearty handshake. <laughs> That'll be between you and me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts leading you through this room towards kind of one of the back areas. And you're passing by other various groups of celebrities. Uh, you've got off to like one side is Zachary Levi talking to Rivers Cuomo from the band Weezer. Uh, <laughs> off to... <laughs> Two of my favorite people. Anyway, keep going. I wish you could have seen JP's face. That's <laughs> really entertaining. <laughs> Yet another time when we wish podcasts were a visual medium. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll make it more visual. Yeah, as you're passing by those two, Zach Galifianakis actually kind of gives Zachary Levi the stink eye because like early on when everybody was coming up with their stage names, he really wanted to be Smack Galifianakis, but Zachary Levi had already taken Smackery Levi. And so eventually Taika pitted the two of them against each other to see who could get the name. And he called it like the Smackdown of the century. And obviously <laughs> Zach Galifianakis won, so he got to be Smack Galifianakis. But anyway, uh, you continue past all of these celebrities who are kind of going about their duties. And he takes you into a back room. And in here you can see there's a bunch of computer monitors that have been set up and sitting with their backs to you, lit from behind by these monitors, there's a pair of chairs, and Harrison walks in with all of you guys, and he's like, all right, brothers, here's our saviors. And the chairs turn around, and you see it is Hank and John Green, <gasps> the Vlog Brothers, yes. who were known during their stint in the TFPC as the Flog Brothers. <laughs> and Hank stands up and walks forward and gives you all a handshake, and he's like, I'm glad you all made it here today. I've been doing all of like the recon, all of the behind the scenes kind of science work. And I've been trying to figure out like how we can overthrow this whole situation. 
and John is behind him. He's like, I've been doing a little bit of the work too back here. But Hank brings you all up to the monitors and he shows you these blueprint style, well, I guess it'd be more of like a 3D model style scan of this facility. And you can see up above is the ring that you guys have been in so many times. You can see the pit leading down into the central kind of pod area. And you can see there are ventilation systems mapped out that actually wend their way up those big pylons on the side that connect Taika's surveillance chamber to the rest of the building below. And he points to those and he says, if we want to get to the big man, that's our best bet. I think going through those ventilation systems, it's going to be a hard climb. It's a lot of it straight vertical, but I think that's our best chance to get to him. I expect there are fouler things than orcs up in those vents. Well, I believe that this is a, not just a one-person event, that this is a fellowship that we have here. So I will consult my friends, Mr. Wilson and Mr. Frog. <laughs> Do you, my brothers, have any input as to what we should be preparing for? What we should be doing? Do you think that this is a good plan to go up to these vents? Well, oh yeah, Kermit, go. Well, I, yeah. I was just going to say... I don't think I want to hurt anyone anymore. If we can figure out a way to resolve this peacefully, I think Fool that'll be- Fool of a frog! This is way past time hey, for non-violence. Hey, hey, let's sit down for a second, okay? This is ridiculous. We're, we're supposed to be like a team now. We are a team. We are a fellowship. And I will not stand by as we just let them walk all over us as we try to talk peace. This is a war here. While Ian yells, Kermit's face does that like sink in thing and he just starts looking towards the ground. <laughs> and at that moment, John Green kind of butts in from the side with a tray of pizza and he puts it on the table in front of you and he's like, you guys seemed like you could maybe like use a little blood sugar spike. And then he puts his hands up and backs away. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really think he could use this. Hey, why don't you just uh, take a bite? Red wine would do just fine for me. Okay, well then maybe take a little sip, I guess. Thank you. Welcome. Now, everybody, they have been down here longer than us. I mean, it sounds like they've got a pretty decent plan if they have these vent shafts. They're going all the way up to his office. I think we could, I mean, if we just climb them up, we could do like some of that. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, they put their backs up against like the wall and they kind of use their backs to climb it up. Oh, I've seen. The Emperor's New Groove? That's what oh, exactly yeah, what I was yeah, wow, yeah, the Emperor's New Groove, yeah, I was, I was going to be cast for something in that one, but I, <laughs> they just didn't want to go with me, I guess. Um, yeah, I think we could do it like that way, and it would just, I, and we get up there, and hey, maybe we start off, maybe we try and do what Kermit says. I mean, he kind of wants to talk peacefully. Maybe we can come to an arrangement with Mr. Taika. See if we can, you know, kind of get him on our side. Look around you. This is but a taste of what this Taika Watiti fellow has gone to through his madness. Well, maybe, maybe he just needs a friend. Guys, I think if you look at the work Mr. Waititi made before starting the Punch Club, I think it's clear that there's a good man somewhere inside there still. He's just lost his way. You know... Now that I think about it, sometimes the wisest things come out of the most peculiar small creatures. So, Mr. The Frog, I follow you, but let it be known that at the first sign of trouble, my soul shall taste man blood. You can just call me Kermit. Mr. The Frog was my father. 
don't back talk a wizard. You are the frog to me. Yes, sir. Hey, Kermit, Kermit, Kermit. I just, I mean, I think we got pretty far with him. Let's just let him sip his wine for a second. But I will follow you as well. Um, okay. And you notice that the uh, wine that you've been drinking from, there's there's a lot of celebrity wines out there. Like you become famous and you have to make a wine. So you're actually drinking Dan Aykroyd's 2007 Discovery Series Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite the year. Wait, hold on. Is Snoop Dogg down here? I have a favor to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a sort of passageway off to the side that had a lot of smoke coming out of it. You didn't know if it was like from a bonfire or I'll, something. I'll just, but... I need to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. I have, you know, I've had diarrhea since Easter, so I gotta go over <laughs> there. <laughs> Wait, Ned. Dan Aykroyd's wine? I thought you said these were celebrity wines. Oh! Oh, wow. Uh, okay. That's a bold statement, man, but, you know, live your truth. <laughs> Just kidding. There we go. Lose one celebrity fan if we ever had one. Yeah, I know. He'll be the first celebrity to listen to us. Yeah, Mr. Aykroyd, who has been listening so devoutly for the past 40-some-odd episodes. <laughs> anyway, so you guys let Owen go off to do his business on the other side of the complex, and... Hank comes back over and he's like, you know, when you said that this is more than a one person kind of gig, I know you're referring to yourselves, but I think there might actually be more than just Taika up there. I think there's got to be some other kind of like collaboration going on for something this devious. Like, like uh, puppets behind the, or not puppets, like uh, hands controlling puppets. Mr. Wilson, are you, are you all right? Your eyes are kind of bloodshot. Oh, man, it's just, I had to go to the bathroom, and it was just a wild experience. Yeah, we don't have, like, actual toilets down here, and you gotta watch out for the rats, so. I bust out my pipe, and I'm just like, oh, Mr. Wilson, would you like a puff? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's just coming from all over, huh? (laughs) Anyways, but you're saying, like, maybe they're, like, even worse guys, like, making Taika be, like, the big face of it all, like, uh... Like like a puppet master kind of situation? That's the word that I was trying to think about. The puppet master. Yeah, I mean, Kermit over here might not actually be too far off in some of his presumptions. We don't know, of course. It could be that Taika himself is just a really evil human being. But that's up for you guys to find out if you want to take on this job to climb up these vents. So would it be like just the three of us up there? You know, I figure for like the narrative structure of this entire world that we live in, that would make the most sense. But what about Miss Piggy? And uh, Miss Piggy, who has definitely been standing there the whole time (laughs) and who I definitely remembered was supposed to be there. uh, (laughs) She goes to your side and she's like, oh, Kermie, don't worry. I'll never let them drag you from my side. I just want her to be along just so we can make Ned do more Miss Piggy voices. Oh, you would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I'm going to put my hand up on Ian McKellen's shoulder and I say, I think we have a pretty kick-a team. I mean, I'm trying to be clean. There are puppets present. So I think we're good to go. I think we can do it. I'm, I'm everybody hands in. I put my hand out in the center to be like, put your hands on my hand. You have my staff. Y- yeah, I'm. of course I'm in as long as Miss Piggy can come along. Right, Mr. Green? He like opens his mouth. He's about to say something. Then he looks at Miss Piggy and she's just got like that furious sort of scrunched nose face. <laughs> and he's like, yes, of course. Miss Piggy can come with you. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Wouldn't want to break up the team. So a frog hand and a pig hand join the circle. Ka-chow. Let's go. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ned. Thank you. All right. Where's the nearest vent to climb up? And they actually just go over to the corner of the room. There's one kind of up above the computer monitors. And John, as he points to it and is like leading you towards there, he's like, now you're going to have to be careful. We did notice that there appears to be some surveillance robots through here. Uh, some of them are turtle shaped. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of them up there. It's turtles all the way up. So you got to watch out. Um, some people are going to get that joke and they're really going to enjoy it. But he, uh, he leaves you to the vent opening and pulls it down and gives you all a little nod and says, best of luck to you all. Thank you, Mr. Green. And I'm going to start climbing up. Much appreciations. Now, fools, we fly. All right. So you guys start crawling into the vent and it's fairly tight for this first little bit, but eventually it opens up into this wide sort of Star Wars-esque cylinder kind of situation. And then there are these other big tubes that start to spiral up off of it going further up. Um, are we so sure about this, guys? Sometimes these things happen where we need to be brave, Mr. The Frog. And right now I'm asking you to be brave and to lead the way. I can sense great leadership in that little slimy puppet-like thing that you are. Oh, I'm a, I'm, it's a Muppet is the word you're looking for, sir. I mean, not that you would know you were never on the show, but yes. come to think of it, Owen, neither were you. Well, I, why wasn't I on your show? I'm in everything. <laughs> anyway, we could stop and talk about this or we can get moving. All right, then. And I'll start uh, crawling up towards, uh, I guess, one of the pipes. Um, while we're crawling, I'm trying to send a text to my agent to ask why I haven't been on Muppets yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys are climbing up and you get to one of these larger tunnels. And it's large enough that you don't have to, like, squeeze your way in. Cylindrical shaft going straight up. There are ladder rungs bolted into the wall. And every so often, every like maybe 30 yards or so, there's a little light that's kind of illuminating the shaft. But as you look up further, as it ascends way, way high up above you, you see these other lights that are kind of blinking and moving around. Let us make our way forward. Mr. The Frog, you look like you have something you need to say. I just, I think I'm getting dizzy. The lights are, are starting to move. Yeah, I see that too. Um, let me, let me just try something. I'm going to take my favorite autograph pen and I'm just going to like click it and go. And as that noise reverberates up through the tunnel, you hear robotic motors moving above you. That's what I thought. All right, here's what I'm thinking. We need to go into like straight stealth mode, okay? We're gonna climb these ladders absolutely as quietly as we can. And we're not gonna say a gosh dang word, all right? Yes, sir. All right, Kermit, I think it might be best that the uh, hand in your, in your back might just stay down here for a little bit. I don't know if they're quiet or not. Well, we can find out by having everybody roll to overcome with Sneaky. Negative one. Ooh. That's a plus zero. Plus four. Ooh. Oh, and Miss Piggy also rolls. She's definitely been there the whole time, and I definitely didn't forget about her. And she gets a plus one. Ned, we need to have Miss Piggy, or else I don't have a stunt anymore. That is correct. That is very correct. <laughs> We're not just doing it to make you do the voice. Definitely not. Noted. Very noted. Anyway, the things that are trying to notice you guys get a plus two to their clever check. And so you guys begin climbing up. And Kermit, you're doing a great job. 
you're made out of this very soft felt. Every time you grab one of the rungs, it hardly even makes a noise. The rest of you, you're having a bit of a harder time with it. Uh, the group check rules that I tend to go with are if half of the people succeed, then the group succeeds. Unfortunately, in this case, only one of the group succeeded. So you guys are climbing up and Owen, you're taking up the rear and Ian's cloak, this very long cloak is like flapping you in the face and you're having a hard time looking. And at one point you accidentally drop your autographing pen, your favorite one, and it goes down, 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 and it's like clanging against the sides of the tunnel as it does. And as it hits the floor, you can hear a little click as it lands perfectly on the end. And as it hits the ground and everything kind of goes silent, you hear those whirring sounds begin from up above again. Fool of a Wilson, you have woken the Balrog! Well, if someone would wash their dang cloak every once in a while, it wouldn't taste so bad in my mouth! Huh, you shouldn't be tasting my cloak in the first place! You guys, guys, been... guys! I think we have something more important to worry about. And sure enough, as you look up, you can see those moving red lights beginning to get slowly larger. And you can hear the whirring of the servos getting louder and louder. And as they get close enough to kind of get within view, you can see this robotic creature moves past one of those lights that's illuminating the shaft. And it is in the shape of like a big metal turtle. It appears to have like magnets on its feet, so it's climbing vertically down towards you, and it's got a big pair of what appears to be cannons of some sort, one on each of its shoulders. And as it's coming down towards you, it kind of pauses, and you can see a little bit of light appearing in the mouth of each of those cannons. All right, be prepared for war. Oh gosh, where's my Pokeballs? <laughs> Swords will not do well here. Where are the Pokeballs? Uh, let's see, let's have all of you roll a luck check to see if you remember the Pokeballs. <gasps> what? That's just a straight check, right? Yeah, just unmodified difficulty of zero. One. Big goose egg. I would um, like to plea to use my uh, high concept of Lightning McMean um, in the fact that um, I am referencing a child's uh, movie that has to do with children. And so as a person that is involved in children's movies, I probably collect a lot of children's toys to re-roll. Uh, I'm going to admit that one seems like maybe a bit of a stretch to me. You've been doing some yoga, McKenna, because that was quite the stretch. Um, actually, I have been doing yoga and it's called babysitting my nephew. <laughs> In any case, Ian, you getting a positive number on that check, you would have some Pokeballs with you <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> Quick, Kermit, I send you to weaken the beast. Go! <laughs> What are you waiting for? Get in the ring! Hermit, use frog splash! Uh. <laughs> okay, okay. I've been trying to avoid this the whole campaign, but I think this is the time. I'm gonna look up at the turtle and kind of trembling in fear. I'm gonna uh, throw up my arms and go, <laughs> and go scrambling back down the ladder. Oh my gosh. Well, I have lost my Pokemon, apparently. I shall do it myself. And I jump in the battle. 
All right. So you go rushing towards this essentially metal blastoise that's coming towards you. What does your attack look like? I bust out my sword, my glamdring, and my staff, and I do a double swipe, and then like a kind of a spin kind of thing. Yeah, you kind of like hook your feet into those ladder rungs so that you're hanging on with the power of just your incredibly strong old man ankles, (laughs) and you go in with the attack. Go ahead and roll to attack with Flashy, and the Blastoise is going to defend with Quick, let's say. It's going to be a two. The Blastoise also got a two, so we're at a tie. Well, I want to use a uh, Fate Point because I'm using Glamdring and be able to add two to that roll. Yeah. In fact, if you would like to make that your use of the stunt for today, we could give you an even better effect. Better effect sounds great. All right. Yeah. So you come in with Glamdring and using your stunt. We'll say that this is an instance where like, you know, every so often in Pokemon, you get that really good critical hit. You come in with Glamdring and the staff and you just like jam one down each of those cannons and the light that was building up backfires inside of the Blastoise's shell and there's this exploding noise from inside of it and you see its shell expands for a moment before settling back down. There's like a bunch of popped rivets and it starts like twitching and then the servos slowly die down as it stops moving. And I threw the Pokeball. All right. You throw the Pokeball at the metal blastoise and it uh you know is not in the best position to be fighting against it so it gets sucked up into the pokeball and you've got an unconscious metal turtle inside of a pokeball (laughs) (laughs) because this campaign wasn't already crazy enough whoa look off in the distance it's the rails we went off in episode one Well, at least I can't be accused of railroading. Hey. Listen, if we can have Dame Judy Dench in her cat's costume, we can have Pokeballs. <laughs> we better get back our friend the frog. Mr. the Frog, are you down there? Um, yes, sir. Come quickly, quickly now. I've felled the beast so we can make our way up towards the top. And I'll just sheepishly start climbing back up the ladder. Don't worry, my boy. I can see in your future that one day you will take your moment to shine, and you will show us all what you are meant to do in these times of trial. Oh, well, thank you, sir. It's, that's very nice of you. And I'll climb up over everyone again and get up to the top and keep climbing up the ladder. All right. So you guys begin climbing up, and like you've been climbing for a long, long time all the way up, and eventually you make it to an area where it opens up onto like a ledge, and there is a big metal door in the way in front of you, and it has what appears to be a little screen on the front of it. That is there a keyboard or anything? You walk up to it, and it doesn't appear to have like a keypad or anything, uh, but it does look like there is a microphone and a speaker built into the screen. I think you just need to know the password. Speak friend and enter. And you see the screen lights up and there's a little like 8-bit, almost Tamagotchi style face that appears on the screen and it starts talking to you guys and it's like, Hello, I am friend, the Riddlebot. I can't believe that works. I say to Owen. (laughs) Sometimes you amaze us all, Mr. Ian. Hi, hi, friend. Um, do you have a riddle for us? Yes, I do. I am plugged into riddles.com, the greatest source of riddles in all the world. Riddles in the dark. <laughs> oh no, I'm so bad at them. The first riddle is as such. Name an eight-letter word that has K-S-T in the middle, in the beginning, and at the end. What is it? K? 
K-S-T in the middle, the beginning, and the end. That is incorrect, but I like your plot. Eight letter. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Name an eight-letter word that has K-S-T in the middle, in the beginning, and at the end. What is it? K-S-T in the in... Ink stand. That is correct. In the beginning and at the end. Okay, okay, okay. I was, uh, I was halfway there. Good job, Mr. Wilson. Well, there, there means a lot coming from you. Thank you, thank you. I'm surprised you got that. That was just the first friddle that I saw on the website. <laughs> uh, don't tell Mr. Friend here, but I have a subscription to riddles.com. <laughs> <laughs> is that the only riddle we have to solve, Mr. Friend? Technically, yes, but you guys are so great, I would love to ask you some more riddles. We don't have time. We need to get past this door. And the Tamagotchi face gets very sad, and he's like, Okay, if it's going to be that way. <gasps> No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. You can ask us the riddle. I mean, Mr. McCallan, look how sad this little robot is. I do not believe that time is on our side. How many more of our friends are being put into metal canisters? What is even going on? We don't even know that yet. Oh, come on, Mr. McCallan. You all are treating this like this is some sort of game. This is life and death here. Well, I mean, last I checked, it was Mr. Elon Musk and uh, Edward Snowden battling it out, so uh, I really don't care about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right. So we could just kind of let that go. <laughs> what if you tell us the riddle, but then let us through, even if we don't think of the answer right now? So yeah, one so for that the road. way, yeah, that way it's like a brain teaser to kind of keep us going, like keep our minds occupied as we walk. One for the road. That sounds very fun. Here is the riddle. What can you hold in your right hand, but not in your left? Your... Yeah, I'm really glad we took this on the road. Your own left hand. That is correct. <gasps> Wait, what? This website is not as challenging as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. Uh, to be fair, Christian and I have never been stuck inside of an escape room. We always get out, just the two of us, and we've done, like, really hard ones, too. So, to be fair, we're, like killer uh, escape rooms with a riddle. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> That's this whole episode, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you guys have successfully answered friend the riddle bot's questions. So you hear a click inside the door and it swings open for you. Um, thank you, friend. Thank you very much. I will think of you fondly for the rest of my days. Man, I hope we don't like destroy like the computer system or anything because his days could be numbered. I go trotting through. All right. So you guys head into the room and it's very dramatically lit and it appears to be kind of like an entrance chamber of sort, almost like the kind of place where one important person might invite another important person for like a conversation or something. And on the far side of the room, there is another door that is cracked open just ever so slightly and you can hear voices coming from out of that room. I would like to kind of sneak over there to kind of listen, see if I can hear what they're saying and who it might be. Yeah, so you start giving a listen. It's open wide enough that you can kind of get a little peek inside, and you see it's even more dramatically lit inside here. On one side of the room, just kind of kneeling on his knees, is Taika. And he's got just kind of this broken demeanor about him. His shoulders are slumped. His neck is kind of like pulled in a little bit. 
and he's got this nervous look in his eyes, and his face and the entire wall behind him are illuminated as if by a giant screen of some kind. And he speaks a little nervously. He's like, uh, well, uh, don't, don't you worry at all, boss. Uh, I'll make sure I find him and bring him back so that we can continue with the competition as planned. And you hear a voice respond to him and it booms over loud speakers. It starts off with a hearty chuckle that dissolves into a cough. Sounds kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. YTT, that is such a bold claim that you've made. <laughs> oh man, this one's bad. This is a bad one. You just guys. have to. You just have to do. Ha uh-huh. ha! Oh boy! Ha uh-huh. ha! Oh boy! <laughs> that's that's what I used to get into that voice. Continue. <laughs> Even in this hellscape, we're still all freaking prisoners of Mickey. <laughs> and he continues trying to speak in the voice that everybody knows, but after a while, he gives up and he's like. I'm not as young as I once was. <laughs> and Taika's like, uh, don't, don't you worry, boss. You know, maybe you can maybe you can take a little rest one of these days. Uh, just let me sort of take care of all the problems we've got going on here. And the voice shouts back at him, Don't you patronize me, young one. You came to me for power. And what did I give you? I gave you Thor Ragnarok. I gave you episodes of The Mandalorian. And you treated them well. I gave you the opportunity and you took it and ran with it. People know you today because of me and don't you forget that? And Taika looks up at him and he's like, uh, yes, yes, of course, boss. Um, it's, you know, when I signed that contract initially, I thought maybe it was going to be a shorter term kind of thing. This has been going on for maybe a bit longer than I expected it was going to be. Well, you should have read the fine print better. <laughs> <laughs> and Owen, as you kind of like peek around the corner a little bit more, you can start to get a better sense of the room and you can see opposite Taika on a raised pedestal in like Snoke fashion is this hologram, this massive hologram of Mickey Mouse sitting on a throne. And you can see that he is aged and decrepit. I'm picturing one ear just torn. That's what I was picturing yeah, too. Yeah, one ear is kind of torn. The other ear is flooping down a little bit. And instead of just his shorts, he's got on a dark robe and he still has like the pristine white kind of bubbly gloves on his hands though. Is it his Fantasia robe? Yes, his sorcerer's robe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's his (laughs) sorcerer's apprentice robe. (laughs) And so he picks up a glass and he gives it a big old chug and he's like, I need to get more throat coat. Anyway, (laughs) our plans are going to make us rich, Taika. Think of all of the money that we have spent to imitate actors. The money we've spent trying to recreate Carrie Fisher's face for Rogue One. The money that we've spent de-aging people, the deep fakes that we've done. There is a much better way. They all look pretty good, but in the end you can tell that they are not correct. So, we create our own versions of all of these celebrities. We grow them in the pods. We can make them whatever age we want. We don't have to pay them because they are our property. 
and we will be able to make any film that we wish and not have to worry about the whims of these willful humans. <laughs> and Taika's like, yes, that's a very, very uh, economical of you, boss. Um, I'm a little, still a little worried about the ethics of this entire situation, but I can see where you're coming from. The conversation kind of continues on. Eventually, Mickey's like, Oh, goodness, I remember the olden days back when I used to do, like, Merry Melodies, and, oh, there was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That was so much fun. Let me tell you about... And he starts going into, like, stories of, like, the creation of these old shows that he was in. I'm going to slowly, slowly back away to my good old buddies here, and I'm going to look at them, and I'm going to say... So, you know how we're kind of all... How do I put this lightly? It's the frickin' mouse. (laughs) The frickin' mouse! And he's just trying to duplicate, clone. He watched the Clone Wars a lot. And he's trying to clone all of us so that he doesn't have to pay us anymore. He's, He's trying to put all of us out of a job. That's why they have those pods downstairs. He's trying to make it so we don't need actors anymore. We don't need to worry about any of them passing away because guess what? They're going to live forever. Dame Judi Dench, like, she can never die. They can always be making amazing movies with her because she's a wonderful actress and they're never going to have to stop. It's going to go on forever. And they can just make millions and not pay these clones because who knows if they know better. So I get to retire? Well, no, this is supposed to be a negative thing. We're we're going down with capitalism right now. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to retire? I've been in the game for like 40 to 50 years, somewhere in that range. But like, what, what if this like clone comes back and ruins the legacy you've made? Well... Did you see the Muppets Haunted Mansion? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But you weren't really in it, so... Well, I guess we should try and stop it here for all those other actors who aren't ready to retire yet. Oh! Oh, but another thing! Kermie, you were right! Taika's not really in this for himself. He signed a contract with the big baddie. That makes sense. I... I'm scared, because I signed a contract. So did I. Why do you think we made three Cars movies? <laughs> well, unbeknownst to you, I have not signed no such contract, so I don't know why I'm here. I don't I don't know how to break this to you. They're talking about doing a live-action remake of The Lord of the Rings. And destroy Peter Jackson's work? I shall not stand for it! In we go! That's what I thought. All right, here we go. <laughs> he, he charges in. All right. So you go rushing forward, glamdring in one hand, staff in the other. You kick the door open, and Taika and Mickey both look at you with wide eyes. And that is where we're going to pick up next time. Oh, boy. Wow. 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 (laughs) Thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop, and we'll be back next week with the thrilling conclusion of the story of Taika's Fun Punch Club. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as all of the Vlogbrothers fans who got my Turtles All the Way Down reference if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImptabSetting or hashtag ImptabAspect. Let's do a round of plugs. 
As always, we've got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play, lots of cool dragon stuff going on there. But aside from that is the new Mountain Dew flavor, Mountain Dew Spark. It is raspberry lemonade flavored, and it is very good, uh, much better than the Baja Blast flavors that I was looking for earlier this summer. Go give it a try, because it's pretty great. Not, Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Maybe someday. Get at me, uh, Pepsi. What's what's the company that these guys are under? Yeah, Pepsi-Cola. Pepsi. Cola. Yeah, PepsiCo Incorporated. Get at me. We'll work out a sponsorship deal. Listen, I'm a big Pepsi girl. They're doing good stuff out there. Let's see. Evan, anything that you would like to plug? I'm actually having a hard time because uh, I've had a lot of really good stuff coming into my life lately, which is nice. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to plug Mass Effect, the video game. I am only a few hours into the first game, and already I am absolutely hooked. Um, for any of you who have Xbox Game Pass, they just added the Legendary Edition, which is all three HD remastered just there if you pay for xbox game pass you can just play all three for free well for the price of subscription but i'm only a few hours in so i can't say how you know how the rest of the series holds up but uh it holds up good story pretty fun gunplay and i'm i'm hooked that there's gonna be a good couple hundred hours of my life over the next few months that are gonna go into this game and i'm ready and willing and excited right on mckenna anything that you would like to plug yeah, I was going to plug Encanto again because it's amazing. So, I mean, I will do that. Um, it's amazing. It just won Best Animated Film at the Golden Globes. Christian and I had a whole conversation about how we think it's kind of the start of a new era for Disney. I could go into my theories on that at another time. But then we kind of started going into more of Disney stuff because of our beloved villain here. And um, I just want to take the time to address my parents and say that is so disrespectful that you went to Disneyland this last weekend um, and I was not there. I just am heartbroken about it. But no, actually, my dad's turning 50 this month. And so my mom surprised him for a trip to go to Galaxy's Edge because my dad's a big Star Wars fan. Did they get a robot? I, well, I don't know because, well, technically when we're recording this, they haven't gone yet. Actually, my sister, while we were recording this, tried to FaceTime me so that I could be there when they tell my dad that that's where they're going for his birthday because he doesn't know. Oh, cute. And so I love you guys more because I am recording um, and also because they won't, uh, because I can't go with them. So Well, tell him if he doesn't take advantage of the opportunity to get a custom fully functional bb unit tell him that your friend he's never met will disown him okay i can i can tell them that well they're listening to the podcast now so richard you heard it richard richard <laughs> i disown you if you don't take the opportunity to get a fully functioning bb unit for yourself yeah richard you've actually met me so i'm not going to make any incendiary comments i just think you're a great guy <laughs> anyways just kidding i do love my parents but like, whatever, it'll take me a while. I'm gonna hold a grudge on this one. Anyways, um, <laughs> JP, I guess you can go. I'm gonna sit over here for a, and calm down. That's right, I actually don't have any plugs today. Just remember kids, don't do drugs. There you go. And that's the greatest plug of all. That it is. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here in the world of Taika's Fun Punch Club. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Evan Peterson. Uh, I'm heading off to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> McKenna Steele, see you real soon. And JP, who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Clefairy! <laughs> Much love and stuff. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Bye! Bye!
Judy Dench. She's so amazing. We don't cat butt. <laughs> it's not about Judy Dench. That's my cat just walked in front of my camera. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was so cute. But also, cats used to have butts in it. Oh, I, did. I need to watch that version. No, you don't. Don't watch it. Yes, I do. <laughs> also, Ned, Christian sent you a TikTok and you need to watch it. But, anyways. Okay, I'll watch your TikTok. Thank you. It's from Christian. He'll appreciate it. Anyways, 